Anna, if you insist on making comments, you have to sit next to me so I can get them on mic. Welcome to the Sprocket Podcast, where we're simplifying the good life. I'm Guthrie Straw. And I'm Aaron Flores, broadcasting from the People's Republic of Portland in Selwood Park. We are the show that will bring you a maybe irreverent conversation today. We'll do our best. About <laughs> bikes, trains, transit, simple living, and most importantly, because it's last on the list, Life hacks. Life hacks. Today is all about life hacks. And today our life hack is we are recording via mm, 15 foot XLR cables hooked up to a device <laughs> socially <laughs> yeah. distanced from uh, each other in a park. These are at least 10 foot, if not 15 foot. Yeah, they're long. So uh, we are re- socially distancing responsibly. You may also, while also recording. probably can't tell, but I'm wearing a mask. Yes. Nobody we, will be able to tell. We are getting some mask sounds on the mic. Oh. <laughs> it's fine. It's COVID we'll, we'll be, yeah, we'll, it adds for the uh, the effect. I'm, I'm doing it for it's for <laughs> realism. Uh, also, in the uh, outdoor studio, in the outdoors, uh, we have my wonderful partner Anna. Hi. Hi, Anna. And my good friend Stephen, who's been on. This is your third time now, I think, right? I believe so. I believe this is number three. Hi, Steven. Hey, Guthrie. Welcome to the third time club. Third time. We'll see if there's a fourth time. (laughs) It's 2020. (laughs) It's 2020. We've no guarantees. Oh, that got dark. Um, Hey, there's a crow. And, yeah. Wait, that snack was in my bag? So, um, sorry. I'm going to interject here. Uh, We have befriended a family of crows not just a crow a family of crows at our yeah. apartment well it's uh, the it's that type of it's that time of season yeah uh there is what we would assume to be a mother and a and a father and uh an adolescent crow oh, yeah we know at least one of them is definitely an adolescent crow do you want to say what we named them the mom and dad are Helena and Bonham, and then the child is Carter. <laughs> it is terrible, but it was taking too long to find three distinct names, so we just—we've been watching Harry Potter. Yes. <laughs> What's it from? She's an actress. Yeah. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Well, those are fine. Those are fine names. I'm not sure. If you're not listening in Portland, it probably is happening elsewhere throughout the entire U.S. right now because it is the fall. But the juvenile crows are kind of in that phase <laughs> where they haven't quite figured out how to eat themselves. But they're starting to. But they still like talking about it. So they love of, talking about it constantly. Oh, at five in the morning, there's some crow talk. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm you can hungry. tell they're little, they're young, not little. Because they have pink mouths instead of black mouths. Ah, is that, it changes? Yep, nice. it changes once they're grown, grown into black. And has become a, uh, bird a bird lady, a expert in crows and crow family. Uh, expert in the 
in, yeah, quarantine expert. <laughs> yeah, nice. quarantine expert at crows. I've done a lot of Googles. Very nice. This will be probably the the new uh, the new thing is quarantine expert. People who have been stuck at home, reading Wikipedia and watching YouTube videos. I mean, let's be fair. There's a lot of fine YouTube videos on crows. I. I've I don't know if I've ever seen any, but oh. I'm sure there are. Uh, this show also is brought to you by our wonderful friends, the Beermongers, on Southeast Division and Twelfth. That's right. If you've been following along in the Beermongers saga, they finally got yeah. outdoor seating. Outdoor seating. And the reason we talk about them every show is they are just that freaking cool. <laughs> And they've been, they've been kind enough to continue sponsoring us, even though, you know, it has been COVID and everybody else is uh, looking to economize. Um, they still uh, are, yeah, have been kind enough to support us in, in the way that they do. So shout out to the beer mongers. Mm-hmm. Um, I am drinking. I must know. I don't know if this is available at the beer mongers. This was a gift, but I felt the need because it was given to us by our executive producer, Brock Dittis. I felt the need to drink this on air. And uh, this is the Athletic Brewing Smooth Ascent Non-Alcoholic Coffee Stout Brew. How is it? It is okay. Spoken like a true non-alcoholic beer enthusiast. Yeah. I think you, you... First off, so I've tried stout before like with alcohol like just you know someone had a guinness is like oh you should try this sip this and i was like ah eh, this this is not good so it could be that i don't like stout and so maybe if i'm not a fan of stout i'm not gonna like this ah, i'm trying to see that trying to look for the coffee in here i haven't found it yet that's why you bring a backup thermos <laughs> yes i did brew some yerba mate um yesterday and that is some of what I will be having during right. the show, depending on. I, I would like to hear your review of that sometime. How close I am way. to the bicycle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you've got a couple, you got like a foot or so of slack you could probably. This is true. I'm super comfy right now, <laughs> but I'll probably imbibe soon. I, I do want to say before we move on from our ever eternal sponsor, the Beer Mongers on Southeast 12th and Division. I don't know whether it's due to COVID. I need to ask the folks down there next time I'm by. Uh, if you are a fan of trying new things, I've noticed a huge, huge amount of... Um, Lots of new beers coming up. through. Yeah, yes. and I don't know if it's a supply issue. That's why I wanted to ask. But I went in and I was just like, wow, we don't have enough shows a week for me to... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> to try, try, try everything. <laughs> There's a lot of selection out there. Uh, um, so they're keeping it real. Thanks to Sean and the crew. I think they did mention something to the effect of like, yeah, getting whatever is just available from whatever distributors ah, are around. Okay. Um, yeah, well, I can't say it's like check great out check the out their Instagram. Oh, okay. Because it it might have been mentioned there. I do have the Instagram login now. Yeah, <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> what? Oh, it's fine. Uh it's it's been good. I've been I, I'm like aha! I can add accounts and I don't have to create my own Instagram. It's perfect. Maybe I'll even post a photo to it one of these days. 
thanks for bearing with us. We are trying a new format um, because Oregon and the cases for Multnomah County are at a point where at least... They're not going down, at the very least. Yeah, they're not going down, but they're not going up either so oh, fast that okay. we're... Well, I mean, we're not, we're not like back in lockdown, is right. I guess what I'm trying right. to say. Uh, whereas some counties in Oregon have moved back into that zone. Um, not to like diminish or minimize what is happening out there in the world, but I think in our little packet of it, uh, it's nice to see your faces from <laughs> 10 to 14 yes. feet away. <laughs> well... Because we're not going back in the studio anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's worth noting that for the longest time we've insisted on in-person interviews only. I mean, that became an impossibility uh, pretty quickly for us. Yeah. And the reason why we insisted on that, and this is maybe a little bit behind the scenes for y'all, but hope you appreciate this. Uh, if not, you know, you got a fast forward button on there. Yeah, we'll be uh, back next week too. <laughs> um, but But stay tuned. Oh, God. Yeah. What have I become? <laughs> anyways, so the reason why I, I've i anyways insisted on uh, the in-person interviews is j- there's just with eye contact and, and uh, body language, there's so much more communication happening oh, yeah. there that I at least uh, rely on um, that I don't get with uh, Skype or uh remote other remote uh yeah venues zoom has helped a little bit they got the a decent quality video audio um, yeah. conferencing uh but well you it's know it's not the same it I, is I, not I like same. i like to be in person i like to like look at people as i talk to them maybe not directly in the eye i like to look past somebody uh-huh. but it's good to know that they're there Anyways. So that you could look them in the eye if you wanted to. Right. At least I got the option. Hey, to do that. it's all about options. And <laughs> that's where we're at right now. <laughs> yeah, I've noticed that with the online stuff as well. I, th- I saw my first, um, like, news whisperings of what they're calling, like, digital event fatigue or something like that. And I'm like, oh, shit, that's a thing already. <laughs> it's only August. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a long haul if we're already tired of doing things <laughs> online. <laughs> uh, Digital event fatigue. Yeah. So you have done too many conference calls via whatever digital app, remote app. The, and yeah. You're just, that, just, just done with it? Well, you know, tuning into a thing from your favorite this or that to be part of an event, so to speak, apparently is starting, the, you know, mm. the magic is starting to fade. Um, I don't know if any of our listeners have had experiences with that, that they're willing to share. Um, I have a, there's like a developer conference type deal that just canceled. That's a pretty big one. Cause they're just like, I guess they're like, everybody's done online events and everybody's tired of online events because yeah. online events kind of suck. <laughs> it's not that they're not done well. It's just that doing them online sucks, I see. Uh, which is no fault of the organizers in any of that regards for any event out there. It's just it's just, it's just the way things are. Yeah, it just is. But um, you know what? That's okay because we can still come and sit here in a park. And uh, I had a different ride down to our meeting spot. Yeah, I was going to ask you uh, how you're settling in. I'm settling in pretty well. I 
am thinking about things I can do to get the minimum amount of friction between me and getting on a bicycle and going places. And so I was, uh, like, narrowly uh, maneuvering my bicycle between boxes and a couch to get out of uh, the garage. We have a garage now. I guess we had a garage at the old place. But there was no couches and boxes in it, so it's like in the back corner, and it took me like five minutes to get out of the garage, and I told myself, I should probably just put my bike by the door instead of towards the back. Oh. So that when I'm like, I want to ride my bike, I don't have to like think about it too hard. Right, right. Um, but I got it out, and that was successful, and I live up on a hill now, which means that the start of all the rides are super, super fun. Um, and I like hills on the other way back. So that'll be the experience riding home. Um, I've been very impressed with the bike infrastructure out in Milwaukee so far. Um, I'm in a closer locality called Oak Grove, I guess is like the mini district. That's not quite Milwaukee, but it's not quite Oregon yeah. city. Um, I noticed that on a map. I've never heard of Oak Grove until me I neither. I tried, tried to Google it up. and I couldn't find it at first. So maybe it's just that small. Uh, knew about it before google heard about it who knows um but they have a post office you know it's a it's a little it's a little community so to speak um and the bike lanes around are definitely different in that uh i can't kind of like zone out and just ride in them because otherwise you're going to get taken out by a grate but there's a bike lane so you're you're doing the great trade in the bike lane for having a bike lane you're doing a great trade huh it's great <laughs> <laughs> the uh slats of the greats fortunately are small they're they're aligned if i was running a road tire i would be not in good shape i probably i probably would have are crashed they, on the way here are they uh, in line with the with the bike lane as they, opposed to they perpendicular are, but small to it? holes okay so if i was yeah if i was on like a thinner tire i'd be concerned not all of them are but most of them are okay and what really is is it's a bad grading job from surface level to the grate itself so um yeah i was kind of like zoning out enjoying it and then i was like and i was like oh yes i need to look at the bike lane more closely than i was before uh otherwise i will do a thing like i did last summer i already did that last summer so i don't want to do it twice (laughs) (laughs) or three times yeah uh, As the case may this be. is this is not a once in once in a summer tradition. Uh, it better not be. <laughs> okay. This is like a once yeah. in however long I can go between now and the next time it happens kind of tradition. I think I think that's I'll, his way of saying he wants to avoid doing that. I'll again. go I'll go endo <laughs> over my bike as often as I can <laughs> spare myself from it. Have you have you endoed before, Stephen? What is endo? Oh, yes, I have. Just once. Yeah. Over by the Max and Kenton. On a scale? I had stuffed my bike the night before in my friend's car. Um, And the next morning, I was just planning on biking down to the Max because I had band practice that day. And I forgot to uh, re-engage the quick release on my axle for my... Or no. No, it was the brakes. Yeah, I forgot to re-engage the... The, the front brake um, and I had my helmet like an idiot just sitting on my handlebars and I tried to brake uh, as I was approaching the intersection by the max line 
Mm. And I was like, oh, I can't break. So I um, stuck my foot down, and that wasn't good enough. Um, and so I was right at the intersection, and I was like, okay, I'm going to go all over the curb so I don't get run over by a car. Mm. And then that's how I uh, destroyed my frame. Yeah. Cracked my steel frame. Mm. Yeah, it was pretty bad. And I've learned my lesson. I'm not doing that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing about endos. Yeah, that ended up uh, cracking at the um, steer tube, right? Uh, not the steer tube. Headset tube. Head tube. I'm shrugging. It bent my wheel back underneath. Um, and then, it, yeah, it cracked. Yeah, I don't know what the part's called. But right where the everything, that weld, little weld is. On the front, yeah, pretty much right there. So it's right where the uh, the top tube and the down tube meet. The I'm gonna call it the headset or the head tube. Steer tube. Is it the steer tube? I think so. Yes. It's what one steers through. Sure. I'm I'm prepared the head to be tube? called out on that. The head tube, right? And then because the, the steer tube is what's on your fork. Oh, the head tube the is inside. the part of the frame, right? The yeah, yeah. And then your steer tube is what's attached to the fork. Sure. <laughs> Let's go with Guthrie's answer, which is no, to shrug. No, no, no. That's that's a horrible way to do things. <laughs> <laughs> I can be. I'm very wrong often. <laughs> the front tube. Let's just call it the front tube. Yeah. That that thingy. I love working on bikes. I just, I have a terrible memory for, like, the glossary of of parts of bikes. I've found that, like, even working at a shop, knowing exactly what it's called is not always your best friend, because you'll just confuse whoever you're talking to. That is that is a, so a usually, pitfall, yeah. I, I, I'm a fan of the point and uh, gesticulate uh, method of <laughs> identifying. Was it, is it that thing? Yeah. Is it okay. the thing that hey, does this? That is it the thing that does this? Yeah. Right there? Show me where it hurts. Okay. <laughs> it, it gets the job done. Oh, hey, speaking of show me where it hurts. This is this is a great tangent I'm going to go on. Uh, it's about new saddle time for me. Ah. Um, when I came back from Montana, the uh, current saddle that is on my bike had the like complete dip, the... Um, Whatever, the little nut there mm-hmm. on the nose of the Brooks saddle was all the way out. Yeah, the tensioner. Yeah. But I tried this thing, and I'm not going to like suggest everybody do this. I'm just going to say this, is, this was my adventure. I tried it out, and it worked for me. So I'm not a doctor, nor a physical therapist, or, or whatever. This is what worked. I... Un- tightened i loosened the, the tension nut <laughs> and do i even english no i do not uh i loosened the the tension nut soaked it overnight in water and then it just happened to be a sunny day the next day dried it out in the sun so like the leather sort of got taut again um, relaced it because it's an imperial saddle. It has the laces. Relaced it uh, yeah. pretty tight. Um, didn't touch the tension nut. Left it the way it was. And it is currently... Eh, it's all right. That's, that's, <laughs> nice. that's my review. Yeah, hey, all right, right is... Uh, 
better than doesn't work. <laughs> right, right. Um, at one point all right, during, all right, all right. during my ride in Montana that we talked about a few episodes back, um, I could push down on the leather and the bolt that holds the saddle on to the, um, to the seat tube, mm-hmm. seat post, damn it. See, I'm terrible at that the, thing. At names. But at that it. is a seat post. Seat tube is what the post goes into. Anyways. We're the good. nut that holds the saddle onto the seat post could be poking through the cutout in the Imperial saddle. Very nice. Yeah. So that's when I knew it was time. Yeah. Are you going to go with another rookies? It's really easy for me to go like, yeah, I'm going to do it. But um, I want to try a Terry saddle in all honesty. I've heard they make good ones. I used a Terry saddle um, for a while on the Mischief bike, and I loved it. And given that Brooks costs, you know, a couple dollars. (laughs) A buck or two. Yeah. And uh, a Terry saddle is um, less than that. Nice. Uh, I'm going to try that. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know if Gladys still has the saddle library going. That's a good question. If they do, I would definitely try it. If they don't, I still might try it anyways. I I bet you they would, because I, I would kind of guess they would, uh, only because, you know, you can sanitize a saddle. That's true, yeah. And you can put a saddle on, and the person doesn't have to be next to you when you put it on, and then they can try it, and it either is good or it's not. So I, I would imagine. I was just at Gladys last week, I think. I stopped and got that helmet. And they just had me, there's only two people working there, and both of them were wearing masks. Um, and they I think they had a sign on the front door that said, you know, yeah, yeah, you basically have to request to get in. And then I'm sure they have, like, a, only so many people in the store at a certain time. Um, but, you know, I wanted to try to get a helmet, um, and they just said, Anyone you try on, put it on the desk so we can sanitize it. So that that seemed like the operation they had going. But I got this new helmet, which I like a lot. I wanted to get black, but white was the only... That was my only criticism. Was like, my head's kind of big. Uh, and they had a lot of smaller sizes that were not going to fit. So, mm. But I'm glad I stopped by. Nice. It does have the nice MIPS logo on there. So MIPS. Um, I'm a big fan of MIPS. It uh, protects against rotational impact. So the, right? I'm, I'm looking at Anna for some kind of confirmation. Yeah, it's been a long time since I, like, looked at MIPS. But it's supposed, it has, like, a cage thing. But, yeah, rotational impact, that sounds good enough. It's supposed to be more protection, more better. Yeah, so, like put your hand inside the helmet and just sort of slightly twist a little on the thing and you can you can feel it you can feel it move so you're less likely to turn your they neck they told us it's good apparently yes <laughs> and, that, and that we should use it someone told us it's good so i love it <laughs> <laughs> so last time i replaced my helmet with the crash last summer and i couldn't find a helmet that was kind of in my like what i like to wear category i guess that didn't have nips Oh, okay. So I was like, yeah. oh, I'm getting MIPS. <laughs> uh, I think it's a 
I think it took a while to catch on, but I feel like it's on most of them now. Nice. Hopefully it's It kind of keeps it up off of your head, I've noticed. So, like, the in my mind, I don't know about the rotational thing, but the difference that I noticed with MIPS is there's, like, very thin straps on your head and the air passes over. Or, and without MIPS, you have pad-on foam on yeah. skin. Yes. So um, the MIPS, to me, seemed a bit more breathable which I'm a big fan of. Yeah, I guess I never really thought of it that way, but I do know it sits higher. At least I got the perception that it sits higher on my head. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. I'll have to go get in a yeah. crash to tell you if I, if I <laughs> have good success or not. And by that, I mean, no. I want to watch. Tell me when it's going <laughs> to. Steven says he wants to watch. <laughs> Let's all just go ride along the streetcar uh, rails. Yeah. Hey, I have proposed it as a pedal pluser ride. I think it's still valid. <laughs> I can't car, remember what ride. ride. I was on a ride one time where we went by there and everyone was like, oh, watch out for the streetcar lines. And it was like one of the first years I had my disc trucker with the like wider tires. Mm. And so, of course, I like, you know, ran over them. It is fine. Like, if you know how to cross them, you can cross them without ease. But the ride leader was like, what are you doing? <laughs> he was like aghast at, at me. Hmm. Yeah, tracks are bad. I've, <laughs> I've cracked, like, I don't maybe I am worse than I think I am. Like, you, <laughs> or maybe, may, no, maybe it's not that. Maybe I'm just me. I'm just me. I have crashed multiple times on the tracks. Yeah. Most people just cast once. But no, I had to do it, like, two or three times. I've, I know of two that I remember. That's not to say, you know, there was some that I don't remember because of the impact. It's just two that I can think of right gotcha. now. Gotcha. You know, uh, if you wake up and you don't remember, but you're close to tracks, it might have been tracks. It might have been tracks. It might have been something else. <laughs> Could have been. That's why you wear MIPS. <laughs> That's why. Uh, there was one time I was carrying a uh, folding chair on my bike and uh, wasn't paying attention and my wheel got caught in the tracks. And so not only did I fall, but then the chair like fell on top of me, almost like Oof. in a cartoonish way. Yeah, those can be the fun ones. Hey, better the chair than the bike. Yeah, no, the bike was fine. That's that's the funny part about it. Well, the bike is almost always fine when you mm. catch it in the streetcar, I guess. <laughs> in quotes, yeah, thanks. That's, this is what parks remind us of, is places we've crashed in Portland or anywhere. I remember when I first moved here, I was 19 when I first moved here and you know, there's this like invincibility naivete kind of thing. And I was working at Freddy's and it was during the winter time. Um, I worked graveyard, so I was not that keen to what the weather conditions were like. And I might, was my impression when I moved here as a Midwesterner that, you know, it doesn't snow or ice over here mm. like that's the midwest um this is true and that was really stupid um, until it isn't true <laughs> and as i was biking back to my house at like seven in the morning the roads were frozen over and i bit it trying to turn in the middle of an intersection mm. like, not a major one but busy enough that i was like oh shoot i need to i need to go now get back up mm. um and that happened multiple times. It took, like, not on the same ride, but I was still, like, just ignorant of the fact that streets ice over here. 
and it happened again a couple of weeks later where I was biking on ice and bit it again trying to turn coming home from the same job yeah same thing probably it was pretty close to where I'd wrecked the first time I and nowadays I'm like if there's any chance of ice outside I'm not going to bike that's mm. my philosophy <laughs> and then yeah that a couple of years ago I also bit the dust on ice going to work in the morning I even even trying to be careful I was aware of what the conditions were and I still fell down yeah that's kind of like the great and also the shitty thing it's the, it's the bicycle not the tricycle and that can really hurt sometimes very true <laughs> yeah unless yeah. you use the foot down technique but then you don't go too fast much of anywhere and <laughs> I definitely don't get up as fast now when I was 19 I got up immediately without any kind of soreness or bruising mm. or you know bruises show up later and it's like oh okay but now it's like oh that hurts yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, that doesn't really happen anymore i think i crash less overall but i think i crash harder when i do ah is is what i feel like because i used to like your frequency has decreased yes. but the severity but the has, increased. has increased uh I think there's just more of me that hits the pavement. Uh, <laughs> like, when you're a kid, you can just do weird shit and shrug it off. I've crashed so much as a kid. Yeah. My most memorable crash is I ended up... Uh, I don't think I've told anybody this, but, like, I was, like, in a parking lot at Willowa Lake, and I was, like, just had started learning how to ride, and... um I had got the hang of it just enough to, like, wave at somebody who was, like, on a picnic bench or something. And then I hit the curb. Oh! And the seat kind of, like, went into my ass. And I ended up in the hospital with stitches. Oh, no. Oh, no! That was was my introduction to, like, bad bike. From from the seat? Yep. Oh! Oh, (laughs) no. Like, I really hit that curb. (laughs) Wow! It was great. Oh, man. Wow. So, it's embarrassing, but I... I, (laughs) Yep. I totally YOLO'd that curb. Uh, Yeah, I did not ride for several several weeks after that. (laughs) But you got back on. That's the important thing. This is true. When I could stand to be on a saddle, I got back on the saddle. (laughs) It was not pleasant. Wow. Wow. So, yeah, those are a lot of my, like, childhood-type crashes. It's like, I'm paying just enough attention to, like, be like i'm okay to other people and then i crash i i appreciate you feel comfortable enough to share that with us it only and, took three and a half years for it to come and up. we're allowed to laugh at that or two years or whatever <laughs> it was yeah well that was when i was like seven so I, hopefully i maybe i'm allowed to laugh about it now <laughs> i just remember being in much pain and very embarrassed at the uh. time <laughs> I can't say I remember any hard crashes when I was younger. Mm. All my hard crashes happened, like, as I got older. Mm. It can happen that way, too. Nothing comes to mind at all. I had a lot of, like, uh, skid-outs. Like, we'd ride in um, dirt and gravel quite a bit. So you'd, like, slide out and you'd just get these, like, full leg or full arm. It wouldn't be a carpet burn because it wasn't on carpet, but road rash, I guess. Road rash, yeah. Yeah, that's the word for it. I was I was no stranger to road rash growing up, skinned knees, all that all that stuff. Ooh. Right on. Yep. Yeah, I, I'm sure I've got those. I just I guess they're just not significant enough to me to mm. me. 
for me to like remember them. Yeah, I can't remember any specific ones. Yeah. I guess either. It was a long time ago that you were a child. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't keep like a. It was a long time ago that Aaron was a child, comparatively. <laughs> you turned out fine. I turned out fine though. Yeah. He, he yeah. turned out fine. I didn't have knees, and look at me. I turned out fine. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. That's an inside joke from before we even started recording. Well, we don't have any headlines, but I do believe we have some mail. We got mail. Hey, hey we got mail. <laughs> I was going to say, I want to replace that. Um, oh, we did talk from John Beermonger of the Beermongers. Outdoor seating is available, and we'll be making an announcement regarding hours and capacity as soon as we know what we're allowed to do. Cheers. That's so great. From Eric Wise. Oh, did you happen to see this? Specifically, says something for Guthrie, and unfortunately he gave oh, us a the, link. it's the... Um... The, the bike plus water oh, contraption. That's right. Yep, yes, I did see that. Thank you, Eric. <laughs> Thank you for. I love that people are sending us water contraptions. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. <laughs> and I just wish we could test ride them all. <laughs> we got a voicemail from our good friend in the Minneapolis area, Andre Yay! Johnson. Yes, we're coming up on the second anniversary of Andre rescuing us in Minneapolis. Uh. When. <laughs> Should we? We don't need to tell that story, but thank you, Andre. We don't need to tell that story, but maybe we need to send him an anniversary gift. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right, here's his voicemail. Hi, the host, Brocketeers. Andre Johnson, your roving Minnesota reporter here. Uh, biking up in Duluth this weekend, this week. Uh, Duluth is a port city on the uh, southwest end of Lake Superior. Uh, Duluth has developed uh, five different mountain bike parks and is currently building a traverse trail that's a single track that connects all five. So I'm up here checking out the single track. You have a wonderful week, and don't forget to wear your mask. Thanks. Bye. I won't. Thanks for the reminder, and thanks for calling, Andre. Five mountain bike parks in the Duluth area. Oh, yeah. That's pretty awesome. Where's our... How many mountain bike parks do we have in the Portland area? One. The city of Portland. Oh, I was thinking... Uh, <laughs> that, was, I was, that was the punchline I was oh, going for. I totally watched The city is our mountain bike park. This is true. Well, it kind of has to be because we took our other mountain bike parks out. Ooh, ouch. Yeah. Oh, zing. Uh, Gateway Green, though, yeah. is, is a great mountain bike park. They're doing a lot of work on it. I pass by it when I take the max to work, is and they're they're like doing stuff. Is it still in it? <laughs> it's, uh... There's there's dirt and and gravel and material being moved around. It seems like progress. Because they had closed it right for I think like yeah. five or six months. Well, I think they closed it during the winter, and then okay. COVID hit, and so they kept it closed. Ah, I see. Gotcha. Yeah, there used to be like a little bit of single track over by Lewis and Clark, but that disappeared. 
And yeah, like, I didn't even know there was single track over there. Well, huh. now there isn't. <laughs> I had a friend who lived near Lewis and Clark who took it took me on it once. Oh, okay. It seemed enjoyable and relatively harmless, but I guess that wasn't everybody's opinion. So, I wasn't privy to like what like single track mountain biking was ah. for a long time. Um, and one of my old roommates, uh, Michael, he was big into mountain biking. And he was like, oh, what what trails are there out to, like, mountain bike? And I'm like, oh, yeah, you should go up Saltzman Trail. Well, like, to me, that's a mountain bike trail because it's out in the forest and I bike yeah. it. You are on a mountain but, on a bike. <laughs> but, like, he's talking about, like, single track, technical, like, where there's room for just the one bike, yeah. you know. Um, well, I think it so can be both, honestly. I learned, I learned some things. Ah. Living with, with, with Michael and and his uh, his affinity towards mountain biking. Yeah, the trails that were near Lewis and Clark, like I don't even know. Like, yes, they were single track, but if you had, like, for example, if you took somebody who normally rides like Sandy Ridge, they they do the. Uh, it's not Steve Irwin. It's like, like that's not a crocodile knife. <laughs> this is crocodile, a crocodile Dundee. Knife. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's probably the person it was. Paul Hogan, I believe sure. was the actor's name. I have yeah. not seen that movie. I've only seen that scene. Uh, you know, they'd be like, "That's not a single track trail." If you've this seen that scene, if you've seen that scene, you've seen the whole movie. Oh, good. <laughs> I will save myself. All, all three of them. The effort. <laughs> yes, there is a very technical definition, but at the same time, like, enjoy the ride regardless of the criteria. Sure, but if you're looking for single track, you're probably better off in Duluth than Portland apparently. Yes, it sounds like. <laughs> Good on you, Andre. One more piece of mail from Isaac M who came and visited us a few weeks back. We had some nice social distance time up on Mount Tabor. Aaron and Guthrie, you guys made the trip complete. Thank you for the delicious drinks, the great ride, warm welcome, and interesting conversation. I thoroughly enjoyed our time together. Really was happy to get to Lad Circle and also Mount Tabor. Hopefully we can get to ride again in the future under more normal circumstances post-pandemic. Guthrie had showed me what Poison Oak looked like, and I still managed to get tangled up in some. No, <laughs> it's, it's fully okay. gone it now. I was running around, uh, I believe what he's meaning is his partner's parents' house, uh, and got quite a bit of it. First time. Apologies again, Isaac. <laughs> Yeah. Lastly, we sent, recently did a weekend trip and thought of you guys and thought you would appreciate some pictures. And he sent us some pictures. Have you seen this yet? Yeah. Yeah, these yeah. are pretty cool. They uh, are. Extra workout going back up wasn't as bad as I thought. The photo with the mountain in it, they say there is a shape of man with a ponytail in it. Brock, you might have seen this during your visit to Taos. T-A-O-S? Taos? Okay. Thanks again for the great show and connecting and highlighting things that were worth highlighting, Isaac. Thanks for coming by and visiting. Yeah, that was super fun. Yeah. Very, very much enjoyed our interaction. I have not, I have not parked that hard on Tabor ever. And I used to live (laughs) next to Tabor. I think that's the longest time I've spent in any one spot as an adult. Nice. Besides my house. Besides my house. (laughs) Well, it's a good spot to spend time. <laughs> it was, it was a, yeah, it was, it was nice. 
Indeed. A lot of space in Tabor. You can really spread out there. <laughs> cool. Thanks for writing, Isaac. Yeah. It was good to see you, too. And I do believe that's it. That is all of our mail today. Well, I guess we've reached the end. Yeah, we have. Congratulations. <laughs> um, how do you want to do the credits? Probably as good as I can remember them. <laughs> I can pull them up on my phone. Oh, I can pull them up on my phone, too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll just take a minute if you want to grab your phone. I was or just trying can... to think if I could do it by memory. Oh. You want to give it a try? Yeah, let's give it a try. I'm pro- I will definitely go off the rails, but let's give it a try. Okay. I'm guessing I'll get four, one, one to four lines in, and then I'll totally forget. So well, that's how my brain works. You ready? Let's give it a try. Okay. <laughs> Aaron reads bold. Guthrie reads non-bold. Nice. Well, you've already off to a good start. <laughs> Do what I can. Wait. No, it's the other way around, God damn it. actually. <laughs> 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 well, this will right. go well. Here we go. The Sprocket Podcast is produced at X-Ray FM Studios thanks to the generous support of our Patreon supporters and listeners. Our Instagram is the Sprocket Podcast. Is Sprocket... Nope, I'm going to have to get it. <laughs> website. <laughs> no. Website comes first. <laughs> Our website is the Sprocket Podcast. Email to the Sprocket Podcast at gmail.com. Call or text 503-847-9774. Twitter and the Instagram at Sprocket Podcast. Thanks to Ryan J. Lane for our theme music. Kurt Bird for our headline sounder. And Marcus Norman for graphic design. And thanks to sustaining donors Shadowfoot, Wayne Norman, Eric Iverson. Cameron Lean, Richard Wazinski, Tim Mooney. Glenn Kubish, Matt Kelly, Eric Wise. Todd Parker, Dan Gebhardt. Who's, who's a, a time, time traveler. traveler. Chris Smith, Caleb Jenkins, and J.P. Cooley. Peanut Butter Jar Matt, Marco Lowe, Rich Otterstrom. Andrew in Colorado, Drew the Welder, Anna, who is to my left. Andre Johnson. Thanks King for the Division, voicemail. Richard G. Guthrie Straw, who is a responsibly socially distanced 10 feet away from me. Damn right. Aaron Green, author of We Were Like Sons, founder of the Regrainery. Marco Lowe, Rich Otterstrom, Glenn Kubish. I had... Nope. Nope. All right. <laughs> oh, man, hey, that was not too bad. <laughs> that Man, you got like one, two, three, four, five lines. Six lines, correct. See, if I were to play, I'd have, it, it up. I'd have it dialed. Um, I just have to pretend I'm back in my theater <laughs> days. If I, if I, do you think if I prompted you, you could get back in track? Maybe. Yeah, probably. Okay. Campsite. McNurse David, Nathan Poulton. Rory in Michigan, Jeremy Kitchen, David Belay. Tim Coleman, Harry Hugel, E.J. Finneran. Brad Hipwell, Thomas Skato, Keith Hutchinson. Ranger Tom, Joyce Wilson, Ryan Tam. Jason Oftenberg, Microcosm Publishing, David Moore. Chris Smith, Caleb Jenkinson, J.P. Keeley. (laughs) Yeah, he lost it again. (laughs) Oh, no. I just really wanted to say Chris Smith. All right, I'm going to get the thing out. All right. That was that was still pretty good. That Jeep is singing. That's loud. <laughs> I thought it's, it sounded like Kenny Loggins.
That Jeep is rocking out to Yacht Rock. Hold on to that feeling. Don't stop believing. Of course, that's like everyone's favorite journey right, song. here we go. <laughs> okay. Todd Grosbeck, Chris Barron. Chris, Chris Barron. Chris Barron. Sean Baird, Simon Pace, Gregory Braithwaite. Ryan Morrow, Dude Luna, Matthew Rooks. Marshall, Paula at Funatake Cyclecraft. Philip M. Spartandale, no, no relation. relation. Mr. T, who never really left. Bike Initiative, Keweenaw. Sarah G. Adam D. Go dig a hole, Beth Hammond. Greg Murphy, Myra Martinez, Oso. Isaac M., thanks for the letter. Yeah. David Christensen, 503. Brian Peterson and JT. And our newest donor, Kirsten Graham, and all of our former donors who helped us get this far. Also, thanks to Andre for the letter. Oh, now yes. wash your hands, and as Andre said, wear your mask. Okay. <laughs>